Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. Hey, everybody. Before we start the show, just a quick couple notes. This is just going to be a quick update and that I'm back on land, uh, followed by the first of the series of this 25-day adventure into the Atlantic. And uh, But before I say, as I always say, if you want to support the show, you can follow the link to the Patreon account. And uh, you can support through that. Or we also have uh, shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and all that sort of stuff now. And you can support the uh, ongoing adventures of the Mighty Sparrow and Sailing into Oblivion by picking some of that stuff up. So it all helps, uh, especially now when uh, half of the stuff I invested in is now sitting on the bottom of the Atlantic. Because <laughs> we are pretty busted up. But uh, to my continued supporters, my Patreon family, thank you all very much. To everybody else who has donated via like Venmo or whatever, I, I cannot state how how much that helps, uh, especially in situations like this. So really appreciate it. You all know who you are, and uh, I I will be reaching out to you all personally uh, as soon as my, my head stops rocking and rolling. So without further ado, we're going to get into the podcast, and if you do want to reach out, just uh, head over to sailingintooblivion.com and you can uh, contact the show right there through the podcast button. Email me and uh, I will read it and email you right back. So thanks for listening and here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to the land-based Mighty Sparrow sitting on the dock down here in Beaufort, South Carolina, feeling very lucky. To be off the ocean that was pretty pretty violent this time. And uh, boy, I had some of the worst land sickness yesterday. I pulled in around 1 o'clock and I've never felt so physically just drained from not only the exhaustion of, of not being able to sleep out there, but the motion over the past 25 days was pretty ridiculous, I'm not going to lie. It was some of the worst worst uh, weather that I've dealt with uh, in such a short period of time. And that, that, I think, is something to be said after going through the Southern Ocean. But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted to do a quick update. Um, my brain is not working correctly quite yet. And it's probably going to take a few days to really settle down. I'm, I still haven't even showered. Because I'm afraid to get into the uh, the little box and fall over or something like that, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait on that one for just a little bit. But it's gonna have to happen soon because definitely starting to stink a little bit here. Um, <laughs> the last the last shower though was yesterday uh, while I was motoring on the intercoastal to get up here, and uh, just a little you know half gallon or whatever a gallon of water poured over me but it felt really good i will tell you that so looking at my hands right now and the calluses i've already started to peel away a little bit they were built up pretty pretty good pretty strong um but yeah i mean physically mentally um i guess i'm doing all right i'm i'm definitely a little shaky still i think mostly from the exhaustion and uh 
you know, I was looking at some of the footage last night from from some of these weather systems and for the first time ever, I actually had to turn it off. Uh, I think mostly because, you know, I was just about to try and go to sleep and I didn't want to uh, dive back into sort of the nightmare of that night. But it was, uh, I could see how hectic it actually was, what I was trying to get through. And uh, yeah, pretty scary stuff. I'm not going to lie. Um, so update, I guess. We're we're here, we're on the dock and... Oh, there is a lot of work to do. I've got uh, I got to compile a whole list because, you know, like I always say, the best way to tackle a huge amount of work is to write down all the tasks and just start chipping away at them so you don't get too overwhelmed. And that's going to be my game plan here. And um, yeah, I essentially, I think I'm, I'm good to be in the marina for a month and uh, that'll allow me to a chance to get down and see my parents, uh, put my mom's uh, mind at ease for a little bit although she already is pretty pretty happy that I'm no longer out there and uh, so that's good and yeah mostly trying to communicate uh, with everybody and and reach out to as many people as I can you know it's 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 difficult because uh, there's a lot of people I'm very lucky that's a great problem to have that there are so many people that uh, support and really um enjoy sort of following some of these adventures and and you know like the podcast and the videos and all that and so i want to do my best to get a lot of that stuff out there uh in a timely fashion i am gonna have to put some some time and and thought into exactly how i want to do that because this this story of this voyage this these 25 days at sea is uh uh, it's a it's different than than the trip around the world and and stuff. It's um, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Um, but I silver lining sort of think that this is uh, something that I think lends itself really well to doing uh, presentations about you know going through all this these conditions and things like that at sea. And so I've got to figure out you know, what I want to throw out there just into the world for everybody to see and then what I sort of want to hold on to so that, you know, essentially people will uh, pay me to come out and, and present this this story about sort of surviving through these these ugly conditions and doing it on your own and, and all that stuff. But the point of this is not to ramble, it's to uh, <laughs> say that there will be stuff coming out and I will get it out there soon. Um, I am going to put a couple clips uh, straight away onto the Patreon page for, for my lovely Patreon supporters um, because that, I think, is uh, definitely worth it for anybody that supports the podcast. Uh, you guys are going to get a little sneak peek into some ugly weather out at sea and some some footage that uh, you know you won't be able to see anywhere else, which I think is kind of cool. But um, uh, and that's just a way for me to say thank you for for all the support that uh, the continued support that everybody's given me and everything. So, um, but yeah, so I'll I'll be sort of working on that. I gotta clean this bow. Oh man, it it's you know I had a, a lot of stuff I cleaned up, but I'm still now as I kind of unpack things, I'm finding eggshells and and random food bits and <laughs> things like that all over. 
So it's going to need like a full-on deep clean, and obviously I got to do laundry and all that sort of stuff. But um, you know, and then it's going to get down into inspection time and and seeing seeing what cracked and what broke and finding all the little issues that are going to have to be dealt with either while it's in the marina or if it looks substantial enough to haul the boat out, which uh, I think is pretty inevitable uh, after a hit like that and then the punishment of multiple more days of very heavy weather. Um, it's probably a smart move to pull the boat out of the water and and do all the fiberglass work and uh, and all that sort of stuff and probably probably pull the mast out again um, and inspect all the chain plates and, and everything like that because um, yeah we we took some serious hits out there <laughs> uh, but yeah you know I I'm uh, so I'll, I'll be working on all, all that sort of stuff trying to trying to dull that out and and also at the same time just be around other humans uh which has been so nice uh you know i definitely could have pulled in to uh you know florida or something like that very easily uh, a few days earlier than getting out here but i knew that if i took the time and i worked at it and i got here uh i would see familiar faces friends uh, and it just that cannot be understated uh, or overstated enough. I don't know uh, just how important that is. And when you do go through kind of a traumatic sort of experience like I've been through, uh, it it just it's like an eye opener, a reminder to me just how important relationships and friendships and family and all that really is. So. You know, I say it all the time, but uh, if there's people you haven't talked to in a while, call them up because, uh, yeah, those connections, they are, they're what make life uh, worth living, I think. So that's a little deep for uh, post, <laughs> post, post sailing. Uh, sleep. I tried to go to sleep yesterday, took a nap and woke up completely panicked, uh, not knowing where I was. The boat's listing over a little bit right now and... Uh, so it sort of feels like we're healing, and I think that didn't help. But then I was up for a little while, got a few things done, and uh, some friends brought over some beer and pizza, and uh, you know, it was up not too late, but then finally was able to to fall asleep on the boat. And you know, I had considered going and getting a hotel room, but I sort of figured, you know what, I want to uh, I want to just stay. I want to I want to. I want to keep my mental faculties about me and I want to I want to I want to make sure I can still sleep on this boat and and actually get get some rest and as long as I left all the lights on and down below I was okay. <laughs> so it was uh it worked out all right cuz I just didn't want to wake up in a panic shock in like this dark boat and not know what was going on and like I said a little bit of post traumatic stress I guess um but yeah, that's uh, oh, that's pretty much um, where I'm at. And yeah, like I said, it does seem like a mountain of work needs to be done, but I'm gonna just take it one one piece at a time and start chipping away. And yeah, we'll we'll go from there. Now with the podcast, uh, I recorded a lot while I was out there. Uh, so 
You know, I think what the game plan is or will be is to start putting those out and um, in between sitting down with uh, other people around the marina and because I'm not the only one that has some stories to tell. Um, you know, Pax and Amy had some some pretty crazy stuff happen. Uh, another friend of mine, Brian, he uh, got hit by lightning. Uh, the boat did, not him, uh, thank goodness. And I don't know, there's just a, a, a good collection of, of great people to sit down and, and talk sailing and talk life and talk everything. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it. So the podcast is going to be back in full effect, hopefully with the... I'd like to do two shows a week, and uh, I think that's pretty possible. I'm, uh, I think that's a good, good number to aim for, and I'll, I'll try my best. And I'll just interweave those with, uh, with some of these. Most of the most of the shows that I did out on the water were, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. And so I'll try and keep them at an hour. So I'll I'll glue two of them together, so to speak, and. Yeah, just sort of keep plunking those away. But I'll do like a mini series, I suppose, of the uh, offshore adventure. I I don't know what I'm gonna call this one. Uh, I might just call it sailing into the wave, or the wave that found me, or um, you know, 25 days, or who knows? I'll come up with all that. But yeah, it's uh, it is just it is fantastic. Now, unfortunately, I'm using one of the old microphones, and because. Uh, the others got destroyed, <laughs> covered in salt water. Microphones in salt water, they don't, um, they don't really like it. Yeah, one of the things that when you get your boat tipped all the way over, uh, salt water comes in through all sorts of little places, and but it comes out of the uh, the toilet, it comes out of the sinks, and uh, it sort of sprays everywhere. Uh, as pretty of a picture as I've just painted, uh, I am going to. Hopefully, uh, be able to purchase uh, another microphone, and um, so I'll be able to sit down with people, but also try and up the ante on the actual quality of it. And you know, one of these days, I'm just gonna bite the bullet and get get some super high quality mics that uh, so it sounds really, really good quality. Because I think the podcast at this point it's gonna be sticking around for a while, and I want to make it as as good as possible. So. Um, yeah, I don't know. In, in other news, um, I haven't had a chance to check out the Golden Globe race. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that coming up, uh, in the coming days and stuff. But this one, I figured just a shorty, I'll probably throw on, uh, like the first of the series of being out at sea podcasts. And, you know, um, so this will be part one of that series, but I really just wanted to do a quick update, let everybody know I'm okay. My brain's a little busted, but I'm okay, and and the boat's a little busted, but she's okay, and um, yeah, it's just it's good. It's good to be alive, and I'm I'm glad that uh, I'm glad I had the experience. I'm not gonna lie, I really am. I think I think in some ways, uh, uh, I was searching throughout all these years and all this sailing uh, for a not not necessarily like searching for a storm, but searching for a system. I wanted, I don't know. I just, I guess there's part of me that was very curious about about being in uh, a situation that gets kind of out of control. And uh, I found it, and I found it in spades. And yeah, I uh, I'm glad I'm glad I went through it. But uh, if you ask me to, 
if I want to do it again, I'd tell you absolutely not. <laughs> Give me some fine weather, please. Uh, I enjoy that so much more than heavy weather sailing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, other than that, I think that's that's going to be it from, from me for today. But uh, like I said, yeah, more stuff is going to be coming out and... Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll I'll get to work throwing some stuff out into the old interweb and and uh, get a couple of little clips of some of the the raw footage on the on the Patreon page for for everybody that supports. So uh, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll check back in soon. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, welcome aboard. Oh my goodness, first pot of the trip. Can't believe it. You get a few things situated here. Oh, holy smoke. So much is happening. I'm only on day four. Uh, so there might be some background noise going on. Uh, you know, I'm pretty used to doing this in a quiet space. And uh, obviously we are out sailing, so that ain't going to happen. There's uh, And it's, you know... We we had a uh, a near gale official I guess um, as I am told in the Gulf of Maine yesterday so I weathered that which was 12 hours of fun and worry and um, questioning my life choices ah, which then proceeded to have uh, a wind shift but we'll get into all that um, yeah it's oof. it's been interesting you know we set off on monday the 15th no monday the 14th and uh here's now 17th so it's the third day yeah 15th no 15th 16th 17th yeah today's the third day you'd think i'd have that all on lockdown it's just been very discombobulating going through uh the sort of november weather in the gulf of maine in any event, uh, yeah, we set off and it was blowing really good, blown out of the northwest. Uh, really exceptional sailing out to Matinicus. Lots of lobster pots still, even though it's sort of the tail end of the season. But in any event, uh, made it through unscathed, got past Matinicus, the sunset, pretty much just uh, straight downwind sailing. And we had wind pretty much through the night and then pretty much were becalmed the very next day <laughs> and just floating. I, I had no no want of just eating up fuel on the first or second day of the trip. So I just floated there for a while, most of the day. And then the winds did finally fill in later that night a little bit. And unbeknownst to me, the the forecast that I had, I guess when I look back on it, I guess it's it shows pretty well. But I don't know for some reason I sort of thought, yeah, it'd be like twenty to twenty five knots into you know from the southeast. So I'm I'm dealing with it, and it was a lot stronger than that by by four or five in the morning. The pressure, and I was just looking at this. Barometric pressure was at a hundred and or one ten thirty at two in the morning, and by 
6 p.m., it was down to 10.05, which is a drop of 25 bars in like 16 hours, which is crazy. Uh, that's, a, that's a quick drop. That The center of that low must have been, you know, reasonably very close to me or whatever. But So the winds just built and built and built. And as they were building, I just was like, well, you know what? I'll go hove too. It's blowing like... 1520 right out of the direction I want to go. Let's just get prepared. So I took my time and you know, made sure I did it right and everything. I I I knew I wasn't going to get any headway, so I'm not I'm not bashing into it to to grab a couple extra miles and I'd say by about 7 in the morning, it was pretty much a steady 30 uh, gusting up into the high 30s, so intense, uh, a lot of noise. I'm when I hove to, it's it's typically triple reefed main, and uh, which is very very small on this boat, and a uh, small storm jib backwinded up there, and so that's what we sort of rode it out with. There was one point where I sort of got it in my head. I was like, you know, just want to see, just want to go for a little rip, and so we peeled off. I doused the headsail and uh, we went dead downwind for an hour. And, you know, I lost like maybe 10 miles, but it was fabulous. We were surfing. Oh my gosh. The waves hadn't really built up, but they were still already kind of choppy. Oh, it felt so good. All I was thinking to myself is, you know, if I keep going, I'll just end up right back in Rockland and I can restart when this weather changes but saner heads prevailed and uh we we decided to go hove to again uh this time sort of pointing in the direction of the east did that for quite some time and it was a little nerve-wracking i'm not gonna lie i really don't like to get uh you know near gale or gale force conditions really early on in a trip because it's scary and I'm not used to the ocean and no matter how much experience you have when you're looking at your little boat and it's all just you and you're all alone it's it can be a little frightening to see how fast and violent the uh, world you know basically a lot of times just sitting there going like kind of grinding my teeth like all right that's that's enough and it wasn't you know by any means like storm force or anything like that it's just you know it was new it was uh, a little more intense than uh, <laughs> i really wanted to deal with i guess boy and i'll tell you we we might get interrupted here i might have to uh do a little sail sail change action i doubt you can i doubt this mic is picking up the sounds of the wind but seems to be picking up it's forecasted to pick up a little bit but in any event, uh, we wrote it out. We wrote it out in, in fine style. Sparrow did a great job. As per usual, the sails that my brother Sven made, still 60,000 miles in, bulletproof. They're absolutely phenomenal. Uh, couldn't, couldn't even ever ask for it, except maybe a new pair. A new pair would be pretty, pretty sweet. And I, I literally wouldn't change a thing. They're great. So, yeah, we just we just waited it out. It was about, I want to say, 12 or 15 hours. 
because the wind shift was coming. Pressure just kept dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. And then finally, the wind starts its little shift. And all I'm thinking to myself is, oh, geez, these waves have built up because the tide flows in and out. And uh, they weren't huge by any means, uh, probably up to about 15 feet, which is pretty big when you're just standing on the deck of the boat and you're going into it or taking the brunt of it, I should say. Um, but there were some breakers. We got a couple of hits, not much. Somehow lucked out because I watched very large pieces of water breaking just aft or just forward of Sparrow <laughs> that would have... Uh, they would have hurt. Let's just say that it would have been pretty intense. Um, so I don't know. Luck of the draw. I got real, uh, you know, we were in the right position at the right time, I suppose. But in any event, just after the sun went down, we ended up, uh, with the wind shift. It started coming more out of the South. Then it went to the East. And even though we sort of had to drive into the waves from the South, southeast uh or sorry the the south and then the west um ended up just putting a little bit of sail up getting getting out of the hove two mode and we just sort of plugged into it i think i just did mainsail at first just because i wanted to go slow because i don't want to drop right off of the back edge of these waves uh because up in the gulf of maine once you're headed out it's kind of a narrow little gap that you're running. You're either going down the south channel in between Cape Cod and George's Bank, or you're going the north channel or the northeast channel. And that's the one that I wanted to go through. It's just less traffic and all that sort of stuff. And so you're sort of aiming for a specific spot, and you have to nail it. And uh, so that meant essentially just leaping over these waves <laughs> that had been built up from the previous two hours. So it, it all went well, though. Um, I was able to get some sleep, and that was really helpful. Um, it was a little nerve-wracking, you know, just because I'm not used to being sailing on the boat. It's been so long, and... Oh, man, I got to go, go check this out, see what the situation is uh, handing me. Let me pause for just one hot second. All good. Just a little touch of a bit of rain, which added to uh, the prevailing easterly winds. Um, <clears throat> the only reason I'm sort of keeping tabs on it right now is because uh, I'm sailing the boat. But I'm down below. And still, you know, it's only day three. Get a little cautious, let's say. I get this sort of... Uh, need, and I know it will go away rather quickly, uh, but when the weather's not great and it's sort of changeable and, and exciting and stuff like that, I, I tend to really want to be up either in the companionway or in the cockpit, ready to go in case something happens. I think a lot of that is just, you know, you take a mast down on a boat, you change some stuff, you put the mast back up, you make alterations, and uh, I think deep down inside in my head, I'm sort of like, boy, I hope I did that right. I hope I didn't forget a pin. 
Hopefully I didn't do that when Murphy and I were hanging out. <laughs> Love you, bud. Um, but no, there's, there's always, I think it takes a little while to get back the full confidence. Um, you know, I kept sort of reminding myself, this is a West sale 32. This is a boat that can handle a serious beating and it's really not that bad out. It just sort of, it's intense. Uh, but it, it was one of those things where at the same time, after about seven or eight hours, 10 hours of being hove to and just, just, you know, healed way over and not way over, but healed over and <clears throat> listening to the sound of the wind and feeling the, the impact of the waves and stuff. It, uh, you do get used to it after a while. It's sort of like, is it, is it still as windy as it was before? And yes, it absolutely was. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I don't know. It, it, everything held up well. It, it it gave me a little extra confidence. And now as I'm doing this podcast, we are pretty much a beam of George's bank. It's a good 40 miles or so to our west, which I wanted to give it a nice wide berth because George's bank in any sort of weather above, say, 25 knots can become horrendous. As far as the very strong currents, uh, the tidal currents that are squirrely at best. So, uh, ye be warned, George's Bank is no joke, especially in November. So, we're cruising. The forecast looks pretty good. It's going to be blowing in the 20s for the next two, three days. And then they've got a little bit of a system, nothing crazy. But again, up into the 30 knot range uh, coming off. And my goal at this point is uh, to try and get to the southern edge of said system. And just in case it decides to get a little bigger. And also, more than anything, I just want to get to sort of warmer weather because it's freezing. Um, well, I shouldn't say it's freezing, but it's like 50 degrees. I'm wearing boots and socks and like thermals and all sort of stuff and all i'm thinking about is 78 degree weather wearing a pair of boxer shorts and uh seeing the stars and all that and so that's where i'm headed i'm gonna go south and then hopefully east and uh like i said i'm going where the wind is gonna take me i mean i know i know i've thrown out like the atlantic eight and i've thrown out just going to the caribbean but I'm pretty sure I put the caveat of, I don't know where I'm going to go. And if I decide to just uh, pull back in, then that's what I'm going to do because there's no rules on this trip. So there's a little bit of a uh, a sense of freedom, extra freedom. I mean, sailing in itself is this big freedom. Well, now sail without a destination in mind and you've got the ultimate. So I'm thoroughly enjoying that. Already diving into some of my books, though I haven't had a huge amount of time for that. I oh man, I can hear the I can hear the dolphins. Hold on. Yeah, sorry. Just uh, get a little excited. I could hear them through the hall. Definitely super loud. But uh, in any event, couple mishaps i uh we ended up uh losing a bottle of jack daniels 
flew out of one of the compartments and the plastic cap smashed on the floor. And uh, I was up on deck and I came down below. And before I even got down here, I was like, uh oh, I can smell that. And I was expecting broken glass and all that sort of stuff. Luckily, there was none. So that's pretty cool. Um, saw a crazy, crazy unexplained sighting the other night, uh, the second night out. And essentially, I'm seeing shooting stars. And I'm not going to go like full on. UFO into this one, but this is what happened. I'll keep it quick. I'm sitting up in the cockpit. I'm seeing some shooting stars. It's it's a relatively clear night. I can see other stars, but it's also kind of uh, muggy, foggy, I guess. Not really. You can see, but you can't see, if that makes any sense. And out of the corner of my eye, I see two bright blue shooting stars, and they're coming down from the from sort of center sky and right down towards the water. I'm like, whoa, look at those. And then just before, and it's hard to tell depth or how far away these things were, they then proceeded to turn away from the water, go up above the horizon just a bit, and then within about a two or three second uh, interval, did a complete circle around the boat, and then zipped off and disappeared. And I've never seen anything like that. That is for sure. I've seen some oddball stuff. I've seen Starlink. I've seen I've seen even rockets take off from a very far distance and try and figure out what the heck that is. Um, that was pretty unbelievable. I was pretty shaken. I ended up throwing that out on Twitter because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, it, it was very reminiscent of the um the orbs they talk about seeing you know the navy pilots and stuff like that uh the speed at which these things were moving was insane i i have no idea how close they were but it seemed like they were zeroed in on this little boat um i didn't have any lights on at that point and then i i turned them on after that i don't know it was uh it was interesting to say the least but uh you know who knows what it was uh, but it was very, very unusual. So that is it for this podcast because I've got to go up and just make sure we're all doing okay. And then also I want to put this computer away because we're still dealing with, you know, eight to uh, 10 foot waves out there. And uh, I got a long way to go and this computer has to survive. And I do not want it to get thrown off of this nav station and uh, end up on the floor broken in pieces. <laughs> So thanks for listening. Uh, this will be the first update pod on uh, on the trip. So that is it. Woo!